0: Hello and welcome to a Town podcast. Uh here we go again. We're gonna do a tactics podcast. We've got the uh, the usual suspects from last week. So uh in alphabetical order, I'll start with Mike. Good evening. Hey, how are you guys? All good, matey. And uh and secondly, joining us again is Woz. How are you doing, Was? Good evening, Gab, good evening, Mike. I hope you're both well, lads. Um,
1: I'm good myself and Let's go. Yeah.
0: Let's go. Yeah. Well, like I say, we don't. Like I say, the, the purpose for anybody listening, the purpose of this podcast is we need to harp on really about past past results or past games or, or future games. We just sort of want to get into a conversation about the tactics behind what Arteta's is doing at the moment, what we think he's getting right, what we think he's getting wrong, etc. So, I mean, we're going to start with you, Mike. Uh, well, the, the burning question, really. I mean, it's a bit of a dead rubber versus Watford. Uh, what would be the benefits of lining up, firstly, a a first-choice eleven, and secondly, lining up the team as if we would against Chelsea? How how do you feel about that?
2: Yeah, well, I suppose that's complicated by just a couple of things. Um, The Aubameyang trying to chase the golden boot, I think he's three behind. That might be an issue um, just uh, for that one player. But beyond that, I think most uh, of the fans would want to see somewhat of a a second choice just for fear of injury. Uh, Maybe that's being a little overcautious. I think I would probably sway that way. uh, And sort of to answer your second point, just is that if Watford was a similar type team to to Chelsea, uh, where we could play uh, in in the more successful way that we have been against better teams recently, which is just sit and wait and counter-attack, then... I'd say you could great argument for um, uh, you know playing the same way against Watford as you would against Chelsea. I mean, I, I wouldn't do that now. I, I would I, Because they're comp- two completely different games, I would probably rest as many as I can uh, because it's going to be a front foot game for Arsenal uh, rather than the Chelsea game, which I, I personally would rather see us play the way we did uh, against Liverpool and City. But I'd love to know what you guys think as well.
1: Yeah, I'm cool. I'm, I'm so, I don't know that I do go, but I'm Definitely on board with what Mike's saying. Now, I think the Watford game bears very little relevance to Chelsea. And I think Arteta, judging by what we've seen so far, he, he will already know exactly what he's going to do against Chelsea. And um, I think, like you said, Watford, unfortunately, has ended up a bit, a bit of a dead rubber game for us. Um,
0: it, it, but, it, is for, it is for us, but it's not for them. No, exactly. It, it's a lot obviously Sarve, massive it's, for them. Yeah, um, and to go back to what, what Mike was saying about the fact that... Uh, we might be playing against Watford, and we would be presumably be the ones with all the ball. Uh, Watford have to actually get. Watford are going to have to go for the win. Yeah, uh, I don't even think a, a draw probably won't even save them. So they're going to have to go for the win. So, in theory, was uh, like I say, because I cut you short, I'll come back to you on this one. Could we set up the same way as Chelsea and try and hit them on the break by the fact that Watford are going to have to actually come out to try and score?
1: I, th- I think the issue is, is Clearly, there's a golfing quality between the two sides, and 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 defending against Chelsea and breaking, and defending against Watford and breaking are two entirely different things. And I think going forward as a team, th- these are the kind of games which we've seen under Arteta that we've really struggled in because we've struggled with the ball retention, we've struggled with the cutting edge, and and since it's, it's more since the break. I mean, prior to the break, we were playing four two three one with Ozil all the time, and in these games where we're dominating possession, we, we look like we had a cutting edge. But since we've come back against the bigger teams, we've been fantastic. We've had a plan. We've sat in. We have broke. But when we're asked to sit there and dominate the game, and I think Watford, Watford will look at us and, and they'll sort of know that we've been struggling to dominate the game. And they might take the approach that let Arsenal have the ball and we'll, we'll nick it from them. Um, because we've obviously lacked that cutting edge and we've we've been good when teams have come at us. But when they don't, It's sort of, can you break us down? Villa Villa done the same thing. Just sort of let us have the ball. And they took their chance. And and maybe Watford are looking at us the way we're sort of looking at Liverpool and and Man City. It's almost like a a knock-on effect. So Mm. I think Watford might be more cautious than we'd expect them to be. Obviously, until the last sort of 15, 20 minutes, if they do need it, they'll go gung-ho. But I think their approach will be sort of well, let's see what Arsenal have got and, and, and we all know if Mesut Ozil don't play it won't be sort of four-two-three-one, and, and 3 and that creativity is, is something we've been lacking so yeah I think it's interesting really as a comparison for the Chelsea game I, I don't think it's something we can do I think maybe more looking at our, our, our performances against sort of the Manchester United and, and teams like that are probably more comparable so I think that the Watford game we really can't judge for Chelsea.
0: OK, Mike, so to come back to you, Mike, uh, yeah. if you're saying really we, we can't treat it as the same system and same formation and indeed the same lineup that we're going to do against Chelsea, uh, yeah. I mean, I will say, you know, for myself, I don't, I don't like us even losing the, the, the coin toss. So the fact of us going into a game looking like we've thrown it away already, I, I can't stand that. But from a tactical perspective looking forwards to Chelsea, what would you do... Uh, in regards to formations or tweaks, uh, with regards to sort of looking forwards with that with that game, with the Chelsea game?
2: Yeah, I'd certainly try to play the same formation uh, with the general structure. Uh, but there's a few things that I would look to do there, Gav. I would, uh, you know, I think Ainsley Maitland-Niles is going to play in the final because he's been very successful recently against the bigger teams with these big projects. And so looking at Chelsea, maybe this Pulisic situation, similar player, uh, well, sort of similar to Marez. It's, it's a big danger. And I would, so I'd start Ainsley maitland niles uh, right back and, and have him practice, uh, closing down the winger so the winger doesn't get um, uh, a step on it. And of course, all you could play him against Saar. Saar, of course, is similar uh, uh, to Pulisic. He's a little bit more uh, off the ball um, with his speed, but, but still closing down those uh, those fast wingers uh before they get moving that's that's one thought um lacazette i'd love to see lacazette be encouraged to yeah. uh, work on his off the ball movement get a few goals uh, in in preparation for the final his off the ball movement is his huge weakness he, he always tends to make one run instead of instead of two uh pepe is going to be a key piece for arsenal if he's going to play in the final I'm not, I'm not convinced i don't know what you guys think about pepe even playing in the final because he's yeah. it's a total co- coin toss as to whether that guy has a good game or is just anonymous. And I'd love to think that um, we could practice against Watford and get him to maybe wander into that space that I know was is going to talk about later, uh, that creative space um, in front of their back four, um, just to get on the ball a little bit more and, uh, and create for us because that's one tweak that I personally would make um, in the, uh, uh, in in the finals. I'd love to see him do that against Watford. So I, um, uh Saka running with the ball when Saka runs with the ball he's at his best but he hasn't been doing it as much recently you know David Luiz is passing these are little details but things that we can do and we're capable of doing but David Luiz's passes most have been way off and so I'd love to encourage him to to pick and choose you know Danny Savaias penetrating on the dribble again it's been working hasn't done it as much recently um there's a handful of things that, that I've picked up there. The crosses from out wide. Um, again, earlier, a few weeks ago, some of the crosses, the cutbacks were, were working better, but they haven't been working. You know, so all these things I'd love for us to, to, to pick on. And, and if it was me coaching, I'd say, look, and, and give these guys individual tasks. Xhaka, you know, when you get, get the ball 25 yards out, don't have to do it every time but he's been giving up the shot and he's not the only one and Kepa needs to be shot at I think everybody would agree there right so i will give them individual projects you know do you, so I mean basically I mean to
0: sort of summarise what you're saying there Mike uh, would you be sort of in favour of sort of starting more or less a full team and then taking off sort of five at five between the half time and 60 minutes is that what you're saying to sort of at least give it like a full team for the first 45, give them their projects. I know what you're saying with, with regards to what you're saying with the players running at them as well. Uh, I'll go to was with, with after with that. But is that what you're sort of saying with really? you? Just go for it for 45, 60 minutes and then rest the players?
2: I'd actually do it the other way around. I would... Because the result doesn't matter as much, you could make all your substitutions a whole lot earlier than you ordinarily would. And if we don't win the game, I don't think it's going to matter a whole lot. So, you know, you could say to somebody like Lacazette, well, you know, plan is to start you in the final um, right now. So I'm going to let you play the last maybe half of half a game. Let him play from half time onwards or from the 50th minute onwards or what, what have you. Uh, and give him a decent amount of time to, uh, you know, take what I've given him, so to speak and work on it. So I'd make earlier substitutions and try almost split the time. And of course, you can't do that with everybody, just five players, but, but pick yeah. those players carefully, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, well, to, to, to,
0: to go on from Mike, and like I say, I mean, this is probably going into the, the next section of what we was going to talk about. Uh, I feel that some of the problems that we've, that we've had, for example, with, with Saka, Pepe, or Bangyang, uh is the fact that they're, they're getting the ball behind them. They're not getting the ball in front of them enough. Uh, right. Is that something that you would like to see sort of like pra- at least practiced at some, for, even if it's for 45, 60 minutes against Watford? Is that something that you'd it, be in it, favour of?
1: It's something we're massively lacking and Danny Ceballos, for all his good stuff, he does tend to, to release the ball too slow and and, and granite as well, but we've, uh, there's a huge reliance on them and obviously I know we're going to go into talking about the formation now and we're on the Chelsea game at a moment but the movement is there off the ball There, Pepe does make runs in behind Reece Nelson was moving Abamyang is always on the move They're, time and time again we've seen it and they've just the pass hasn't been there and the, the, the closer the close-knit passing as well not just running in behind like even the link the, the gap is far too big and like we're talking about these players coming inside and getting the ball more but it's just with regards to just to jump back to Chelsea, what, what he's going to do, it's really interesting for me because in both the league games that he's managed, he's gone 4 2 3 1 against Chelsea both times. And, and Chelsea have had the 4 3 3. And it'll be interesting to see if Kante's back fully fit because if they do go with, with sort of Kante, Jorginho, Kovacic, there's a pressing trigger there in Jorginho that we need to stifle him. And he is susceptible. And he reminds me a lot of Granite Xhaka because for, he's so important and for all the good things he does do, you can press him and you can make him an issue. And that's where, unfortunately, Watford are not going to play with that sort of style of player. So you're not going to be able to sort of prepare for that. But it'd be, I'm really interested to see how Arteta approaches it because Chelsea Lampard recently has switched it up and he's, he's matched our formation that we've been playing and it's, it really is a good tactical battle between two of the brightest young managers in football at the moment and it, it, we honestly we, we discussed the other week you're not too sure what Arteta's really going to do in a good way because he's got a plan for every game and it, there's so many little and I think a game against a team like Chelsea is done it's, its margins. It's minimalistic. And you've heard Arteta talk about it. There's tiny little instances during games that will, will make the huge decisions. And and that is where managers earn their bread and butter at the, at the highest level. Because I know once the players are out on a pitch, they've got to perform them tasks. But if they do it and and, and it, it works like it did against City, then it looks fantastic, don't it? But yeah. it's just... I'm really worried how we're going to approach it, because like I said previously, both times against Chelsea, and, and obviously we, we were unfortunate in both of them games. I mean, in the first game, they, they changed it after, I think it was about 35 minutes, didn't they? They brought Jorginho on for Emerson, because they started mm. with the, the wing-backs, Chelsea, and then they went to the 4-3-3. And Jorginho should have been sent off in that game, I don't know if you remember. Yeah, He, no, pulled remember back when, he was on a yellow, pulled back Dodi yeah. and... We were very, very unlucky. We had a, a little bit of burnt Leno come out and they got the goal and it, it just didn't go for us that day. But we dominated that first half. Arteta got it right. Lampard got it wrong. Lampard reacted, got it, got back in the game. And they were fortunate, obviously, with a red card. But it was a good battle and we lost. But it was his, what, third, third, fourth game. Then we went away and we had the red card. And look how we reacted there. We were solid, compact. We broke, we got the goals, we, we went behind, we come back, stayed in the game. I mean, I was there that night and in the away, and it was unbelievable atmosphere. And, and that was a steal that we haven't seen at Arsenal. That was really early in the Arteta, but we haven't seen that for too long, do you know what I mean, as a fan, yeah. to actually see the team battle like that and get back. So there's two instances of two completely different games there where both managers have had to react and they've done it. So what we do going into this game... I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be really, really good, and, and yeah, can look it, at all the individual things. But yeah, I mean, Christ, there's a lot to there's a lot to digest.
0: No, certainly. Uh, like I say, I mean, we're gonna are uh, gonna move on from this one, uh, and like I say, it was something that sort of kind of kind of bothering me really. Uh, and you know, I've, I've probably got a little follow up questions this that I might surprise you with afterwards. Uh, but I'm. It's fairly, fairly obvious to say at the moment that we're sort of lining up like a, a 3-4-3 uh, with the ball and often a 5-2-3 without the ball. Uh, and like I say, I'm going to come to you first with this one. Was Like I say, I'll, I'll bring you in, Mike, in a minute. Uh, my issue is is there hasn't been a lot of connection with the, with the front three. Now, I did say this earlier was that I felt that a lot of the time the ball that's going forwards... He's, he's not going in front of Sacco, It's not going in front of Pepe. It's not going in front of Abamyang. And Lacazette, he, he's dropping very deep and trying to nudge it on, hold it, turn it, and pass it on. Uh, do you feel that the way we're setting up at the moment, there's a bit of a disconnect with the with mm. with the three front players at the moment? Was and and if so, what would a, you do to sort of like limit that? I
1: think the issue. This is massively for me a personnel issue because we don't know what's happened with Meza Ozil. But apart from him apart from Meza Ozil, when you look at the squad, even from midfield, the lack of goals and creativity is alarming. So at the moment, Arteta is obviously what's happened with Meza is is pretty tied his hands behind his back. So when we're playing the way we're playing, the creativity is so reliant on the on the on the on the actual wing back. So Lacazette is dropping in, he's dropping deep into midfield, his first touch has got to be spot on and then he's looking wide. When he looks wide, the wing-backs are going beyond to almost become the wingers. And then Pepe, really the way it should happen is Pepe and Abamyang then tuck inside and it sort of creates another layer. So Lacazette is just sort of doing a job as he's dropping in, laying it wide. And then when the ball does get wide, we're looking for Pepe and Aubameyang to be in goal-scoring positions. Now that, if you get a team that stifles out early, which we've seen, you're very, very limited because we haven't well, got that punch, yeah, I mean, like you I mean, said.
0: Yeah, I mean, basically, all they've got to do is, like I say, much the same as how we played against uh, Man City, is all they've got to do is make sure mm-hmm. that their 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 centre back is right up black as its ass uh, to stop him turning. And nine times out of ten, you're not even going to get a free kick uh, no. if he's right up his ass. You're going to get a free kick, and and, and you've you've stopped. Anything of resembling of a break. Now, I mean, Mike, I say I'll pass this to you now. I mean, everybody knows that's going to be our game plan. Lampard's going to know what that's going to be our game plan. My worry is, is when there is the out ball, it's only going to Lacazette. So we we actually haven't. I'm still getting back to the fact that we've got this disconnect. So I mean, what what should we be doing differently, or what have you seen that we can do that's sort of like going to get more? players central to take the first or second touch to to, to you know to go forwards
2: in the, in the final third? Well, yeah, like Moz has been saying earlier and on previous podcasts, you just never know what this coach is going to do and that's a good thing. So, as much as it looks like we'll probably go 3-4-3 and, and Lacazette will do what he's been doing, there's a chance that uh, we may see something against Watford or even just a surprise against Chelsea and uh, the 4-2-3-1 will come out and there'll be somebody in there, be it Saka, Pepe, somebody like that, who's going to play there and and they're not prepared for it. Uh, I think that that is a natural possibility. Uh, As far as um, Lacazette, you know, I watch him and I watch Firmino. They're asked to do a similar type job. Firmino moves as the ball is moving and Lacazette doesn't. Lacazette waits until he becomes the focus and then he moves. So he's spotted uh, and therefore he's shut down. And you make a great point that defender in his back, um, you know, is going to nullify almost all of our attacks. And to go back to the previous point, you asked about why balls are not going ahead of these, these, these runners. Well, the balls are coming from too deep because we don't have that connection. If we had that player, be it Lacazette or a number 10 in the middle, we could make a shorter ball to a player running onto it. But we can't do that because we're, we're 40, 50 yards away trying to play that ball, you know, be it to Reese Nelson, Bamiang Saka, whoever, Pepe. And, and that's, a, that's a worldie, isn't it? It's just, it's only going to happen once in a blue moon. So you just can't rely on that. Um, so I don't know what exactly is going to happen, but um, I do think that uh, that Saka will actually play a part, and I think Saka will actually be a wing back. And I think uh, um, against Chelsea, I've, I've got a theory there. Maybe we'll move on to that. But um, yeah, yeah.
0: Now I'll kick I'll, I'll you back with this one, was so, uh, in a continuation to what Mike just said. Now, uh, yeah. what I would like to what I would like to see a little bit more uh, is if. When we're in possession at the back, uh, I almost sometimes are wishing that the wing backs, be it Saka or Bellerin, uh are more towards the middle of the pitch. Uh, I mean, is is that a way of getting more bodies in the middle that we can transition from our half to their half a lot quicker? Is that giving more mm. more, more passing opportunities? Was that's what that's what I kind of mean by that, really? I see
1: what you're saying. I think I think the issue is is almost when you look at it, our two most creative progressive passers at the moment are Mustafi for all his bad play off the ball. He is fantastic at picking that ball. <coughs> Mustafi and Luis are the only two that are pinging balls into Lacazette's feet, and that's of we're missing out the midfield there immediately. So, like what you're saying now, I think rather than push the the wing backs in, it might be an idea to. Have Pepe and Aubameyang narrower, but they're not. They're just not naturally inclined. It's a real art getting between the lines and receiving the ball in space. It's, it's so it's such an underrated quality, and there's not many players that can do it do it well. And that's why they they look lazy and they look anonymous. But all of a sudden, they've got the ball in an area and they don't do nothing special. They just get the ball, and move the ball. So Pepe, he's he's got the ability to be dangerous anywhere on the pitch, and Aubameyang too. He can get the ball and shift and shoot and things like that. But the actual mental side of it and 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 Mike made a great point about Lacazette as well his movement is always a step behind and 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 it's that is such a big big issue and that's where people like Ozil although they're elusive and they don't look like they're doing a lot their movement is always a step ahead and that's why they look like they're not actually doing things so in our current squad it's so difficult to get this this transition and the thing that might help us against Chelsea is that they might want to be ball dominant. And if they do start Jorginho and they do go 4-3-3, I think they will want to be ball dominant. But I'm worried that Lampard might match us up. And if it if it becomes like that, it's a game of chess. And it will then come down for me to, to individual quality. Yeah. And, and and we have got, we've both got players. Pepe, like you said earlier, Mike, Pepe could do it, Pulisic could do it. It could be anyone. Giroud could have his day. Lacazette could bang one in like he did against Spurs. Aubameyang could turn up. It really could be like that. It could be moments. Moments. Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I say, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm, pretty worried of the fact that uh, if Chelsea put as many balls in as what Man City did, then that uh, yeah, French, French fella's is going to get his bonds on a couple. He is, mate. Uh, yeah. So, like I say, I mean, I'm fully aware that like, when it comes to the final, there's going to have to be, I believe, Mike, and I'll, I'll chuck this over to you, some sort of balance between protecting ourselves when we haven't got the ball uh, to try and stop the wide, you know, like I say, almost the opposite of Man City, to be fair, because Man City, we just held the middle of the pitch. Uh, I'd be more worried against Chelsea that if we let, the you know, the width, if we let Chelsea get advantage of the width, uh, then we're, we're going to lose out in the air. So, but like I say, I mean, there's that and at the same time, obviously, I'm concerned about when we do have the ball that we've got enough players in the box. I mean, because we should have more than one decent out ball than hitting Lacazette in the centre circle with his back to goal. So, I mean, like I say, so, so the Mike, I mean, I don't know where you want to go with what I've just said, but. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, a couple of things there. If Arsenal was surprised by Giroud and Giroud is dominant in the game, then Arsenal need to, to be checked, don't they? He used to play for Arsenal. Everybody knows Giroud. Giroud's not a new entity in the world of football. Giroud scores uh, and is arguably the best in world football at scoring at the near post with one touch. So if that happens, like it did in the, in the Europa final as well, I believe, and happens, mm. it seems like every week for Chelsea now, then I mean, we're, we're probably going to play a back three. So the, the, the centre back. Uh, one one is designated to the front post and to keep in an eye that Giroud does not get that and the other one if he drops backwards, makes a second run and looks for the header, then the second player Louise, has to be uh, cognizant of that, so it really shouldn't be that big of an issue because it's not a surprise and athletically Giroud uh, doesn't ever really surprise you, it's just uh, people fall asleep on him um, yeah. and, and, well, he ain't going
0: to outpace you is he, Giroud ain't going to outpace you no. But, and his but, like, goal, but he's, he's going to beat you in the air, though.
2: Right. But, but the goals he scores, Gav, are, are the same. He, you know, he has a small little toolbox of goals that he scores, but he keeps scoring them. Mm. And, uh, and, it's, and he, doesn't need, he doesn't need a second touch. That's the advantage to, to having a player like that, is that even though he, everybody knows what he's going to do, if he's not going to take a touch, and, uh, which he doesn't because he's too slow to take a touch, isn't he? His first touch is deadly. Uh, moving mm. forward, though, Gav, I'd say... Arsenal will be fine, I think, and I think they'll play with Maitland-Niles and Saka out wide. I think we've seen Tierney come in inside as a as that third centre-back, and he's done so well. If you keep him there with Louise, and, say, Holding, we had a great game against Chelsea a few years ago in the cup final, and play Saka on the left and Maitland-Niles on the right, you've got a lot of athleticism and natural ability out wide to add to those attacks. So, Therefore, to answer your question, Gav, you've got, now got Aubameyang, Lacazette and Pepe, arguably, all in the in the middle in variety of different areas to um, to finish. Uh, so that's what I would do, and I'm wondering if that's not going to happen for the defensive purpose of Maitland and all shutting down Pulisic and Saka being that uh, additional threat going forward, that they'll play wing-back. I mean, no, sir,
1: Can mate. I just jump in here? Sorry, mate.
0: Yeah, A little quick
1: it. point, mate. Now, I'm just thinking, uh, what really concerns me is, obviously, we know Mustafi's out now for the, the, the final. He's not going to play, and if, if Rob Harwin mm-hmm. does play in that Inside right of the free, we, we saw it happen the other day. If 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 the right wing back does fall asleep, because Marcus Alonso will overlap, he will underlap, he will get in the final third. Now what we saw it's it, it happened the other day, and we were so lucky not to concede. Um, David Luiz then covered across as the centre centre back, and the, the runner then comes from the middle of the park. And if they are playing the three midfielders, or they are even playing. The two, there will be someone breaking, and that space we, we, like Mike said about Giroud, that near post run is is Giroud all over. And if they do, if they do start wide with Pulisic, they get the overlap. Holding gets dragged across, Luis gets dragged across. That's that big hole, and we've got to be so so careful because once they hit that width, that big hole appears. I can't remember, I think it was someone run off of Granit Xhaka the other day in the game, and they they put it wide, side footed it wide, and they should have really scored. And um, and that's the, the carbon copy of, I think, what Chelsea will be looking to do. And if they, they do play with the wing-backs, they're going to prey on Rob Holding and they're going to prey on that right side, whether it be Maitland-Niles, Bellerin, Cedric, whoever starts. I think they will target that area to pull the centre-backs across and create that near-post hole. And yeah. it, it's a big issue. And that's what we've got to plug. Because you're, you're spot-on saying it's almost the opposite to Man City because you stop you stop the biggest danger at source, and their biggest danger is the delivery to Giroud. Simple as that. I mean, they've got individual talent that can do things, but if someone cuts inside and smashes a worldie from 30 yards, they've done it. What can you do? But if Giroud, like Mike said, if Giroud does what he's done for his whole career and runs off into that space, and we get sucked across with the wing-backs, and it happens like that, and we can see that that's just bad. It's just not good enough. So we know what's coming. Let's try and work towards it.
0: Yeah, I mean, so I mean, we're almost going back to where how we started, really, uh, because I mean, in what, you know, like I say, I know that you boys go on about it, but and the, the more I think about it, and the more the, the, the very very good points you lads have come up with, I'd almost prefer to see our starting back three, starting back five, against Chelsea actually start against Watford, because you know, I mean again, like I say, I'm, I'm going back to, you know, the George Graham uh, years where it was repetition, repetition, repetition. And you listen to Lee Dixon, Tony Adams, Nigel Winterburn speak about how George Graham actually set the defence out. And they used absolutely detest training because they was doing the same thing every day. And they was just, they was just basically practising where one is where the other one is where the other one is so again like i say we've got three minutes left and i'll go back to you mike he's the ideal of coaching to practice the same thing all the time or to as george graham did or to be prepared for sort of all the varieties that could happen
2: yeah, I think it's a blend. It depends on the position. Uh, you know, I coach and we do a lot of functional training, but um, and we'll do the, what you just talked about there as far as the Arsenal back four. We do that a lot with the defenders. So the defenders don't really enjoy practice as much as the midfielders and the attackers because they're having to repeat over and over again. Oh. Um, now, now uh, I'd also say that there's a balance there because the midfielders and the attackers. Uh, have to be given some kind of passing patterns and we'll practice those based on what the other team can and can't do. But at the same time, and this is where I think Arteta's got to learn, quite honestly, his little kink in his uh, in his armour is sometimes we can look too robotic. You can you know what Arsenal's going to do next. There's very little unpredictability and I think there's got to be a balance between yeah. practising uh, patterns and also the unpredictability needed uh, to open teams up.
0: Yeah, so I mean, like I said, we'll, we'll probably finish this off with was because we're we're going to try our very best to get this done in 30 minutes as usual, Uh, was what I would like, like I say, what I would like to see against Chelsea, I mean, like I said, we've covered the Watford and, and all that. What I'd like to see against Chelsea is perhaps Lacazette not dropping into the centre circle all the time and perhaps trying to hold a higher line to push them back and then perhaps having... Even one at a time or both together, uh, presuming we're going to start with a Bangyang and Pepe, I'd like to see them on the edge of the centre circle, you know, slightly wide left, slightly wide right. So there, there's two out balls with Lacquer trying to push the high line to try and spread the game when we're in possession. Uh, do you think that's something that would work or is the, the block of Chelsea in the middle going to sort of nullify that?
1: Yeah, it, it, it really is down to sort of formations and bodies on the day because you make a good point there about making a two instead of a one but if Chelsea do play the 4 3, three then obviously they're going to have more bodies in there and then it becomes a battle out wide and it's such a game of chess. I mean, if, if Arsenal were to play a 4 three, 3 I completely agree with pushing the centre forward I'd like to stretch them as much as possible and it, we, we we spoke about it earlier we do not know, we're assuming that Arteta is going to play this formation that he's played against the other big clubs but he he, more than likely he'll turn up and it could be a 4-3-3 it could be a complete shock. and me personally as a football fan my whole life I've loved watching us be brave I love watching Arsenal attack I love watching the defensive side of the game is fantastic and and don't get me wrong I was that performance against um, Manchester City just phenomenal like you said it was drilled structured you you, they worked on that you could see they worked on everything in training their spacing was spot on they knew what they were expecting and they carried it out brilliantly but the Arsenal sides I love to watch where teams set up to play us and and that's something that we haven't been like for far too long in my opinion and at the moment yes probably we ain't got the personnel to play in that way but we will get there under Arteta I do believe we will and it, it will get to a point again where instead of us looking at other sides and and during the Invincible era and all our great sides, teams set up to play us. We didn't set up to play them. Not not in a naive way, because obviously you do adapt on, on depending on opposition. But teams were more worried about what we can give them rather than us thinking, Oh, we've got to worry about Pulisic, we've got to worry about this. And I, I just think in sort of eighteen months to two years' time, if Arteta gets backed and, and things continue to improve as they do, people will be worrying about Pepe, possibly a Bamyang, all these sort of players. They'll be thinking, Oh my god. How do we how do we nullify these guys, and and yeah. I, I want us to get back as a fan. That's where I want us to get back to, rather than us thinking, Christ, how do we deal with these? How do we deal with those?
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's, like say, I mean, it, it's, it's it's like I say. I mean, it's it's like I say. I think I think we should like have a like have a swear jar, right? And every time someone says fine margins, right, we'll we'll put a pound in because I, I think that's basically where we are at the moment. Uh, now, we'd all be very rich <laughs> yeah, well exactly or or very poor it's fine margins isn't it? Uh, right Mike <laughs> if there's anything you want to add to that let me know otherwise we're going to wrap up mate no this is good been great chat right again like I say it's been a pleasure I've learned something uh, and like I say I think the uh, to sum it up is hopefully we don't know what our tech is going to do hopefully Chelsea don't know what Arteta's is going to do and hopefully we're going to smash them and again it's been a lovely chat but we could probably do this for another half hour and we probably will but, uh, but for now this has been another tactics podcast on Gunners Town and uh, yeah cheers lads cheers
1: all the best boys
0: lovely Arsenal